Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Uh, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality Cast, Love Island, Season 2, Episode 22. Not 23, Chris, as we thought it might be, but uh, <laughs> we did have the Wednesday off, didn't we? So, so we're back again, but still on Episode 22. So where do you want to start today? Well, Dave, let's start with the toilet roll shortage. Irresponsible from the girls, I've got to say. <laughs> disgusting. Oh, come Someone's on. got the trots. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I thought, I thought, imagine if we were at the beginning of the pandemic again and everyone's nabbed all the bog roll from the supermarkets and they're on Love Island. They're, they're just throwing it all about willy nilly. <laughs> Yeah, there'd be a fucking outcry. I must admit, David, it's not just a dig at this show, but when you watch this, and I've seen it in the UK one and everything with the guys doing it to the girls and that, yeah. I find it hard to believe that somebody hasn't just got up and strolled out there while they're pissing about, because that's got to have taken about an hour. You're not doing that in like 10 minutes. So there must be some direction to say, just uh, leave the girls alone, lads, or something, because I, I just can't honestly believe that, Dave. That, that It was funny. And it was good for the show. Like, Johnny obviously was like, you know, that's it sort of thing, game on. But I still really, really cynical about stuff like that. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> you know, I think on different <laughs> days, you know, you and I have different, you know, different barometers on how much do we want to buy into this stuff and how much are we cynical about it all. I, I just thought that was a good bit of fun, that. And I did think it's it's normally, from previous seasons, it's the boys, isn't it? You know, playing pranks on the girls, usually. So I thought, you know, Selly being the ringleader there, I thought it was completely authentic. So thanks for pissing on my chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, <laughs> let, let, let's be honest. We've lightened the mood today because... We've gone two minutes without saying the M word. <laughs> that is an achievement, my yeah. friend. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this at the end of the show, won't we? And, uh, you know, we have had a little yeah. bit of feedback, you know, that maybe we're, maybe we're focusing a bit too much on Mackenzie. And I think maybe we've been going out a bit too hard on her. So I think, Chris, one day that we, you know, we won't do that. Today isn't that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, I can't associate with the same person that we saw from the, you know, pre Casa Amor, uh, you know, I mean, we saw a few red flags, but certainly in like that first week, she's been completely different. And I'm not sure she's almost to the David Brent, the office levels of parody of herself. So, so Chris, I mean, essentially she was, I think I'd said yesterday, you know, I think Connor did get a few digs in there, didn't he? By overemphasizing, you know, his excitement with getting with Moira, it simultaneously puts down, you know, any thoughts of a recoupling with, with Mackenzie. But basically, she went round basically telling everyone who had ears that, you know, he was really hurtful to her. And and the producers aren't daft. You know, they keep replaying it. She's she's saying the same things over and over to different people. So, I mean, what, what did you think about... Do you think she had any right to be gutted? You know, she, she, she felt like Connor, when he was saying all those nice things, was actually going to pick her. Um, 
and you know she felt like he was being vindictive about it all what what do you think to that <laughs> right well um <laughs> i do think <laughs> i do think connor um knew what he was doing however and i called connor out and said, look, it's going to be his own fault if Mackenzie does get with Jalen because he pissed her about. He was basically double, sort of um, talking behind her back to what he actually really felt. And that wasn't fair on her. Whatever I think of her, that wasn't fair. But like you say, these last four or five days, her excuse for cheating on him was it was Connor's fault. Yeah, I did say that sort of thing in a, in a way, but you've got to take your own action. She didn't know what Connor was doing in Casa Ramon. He didn't either. He was all in. She sent him the teddy bear. So for him, it's like, we are on. You know, we're back yeah. on. She loves me. She's not going to do anything. We, we are boyfriend and girlfriend. He has given her mixed signals. I totally get it. But she was the one who kissed Jalen. It's not like fucking the other picture of him of Connor ripping the teddy bear's arm off or something. She's got, <laughs> right, well, fuck you then. I'm stogging Jalen. It wasn't like that. However, Connor was top tonight because he did say to her really, really finally sort of had a bit of a backbone, whether you agree with us or whatever, he did say, but I can only react going off your actions. You, yeah. I'm reacting to what you did to me. And she, she's one of them people, she would cheat on Connor numerous times and then say, well, it's your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was your fault because you didn't do it. And honestly, the way she was canvassing the house, I kept thinking, fuck me, she's running for the president. Because even <laughs> Justine... To be fair, there, Justine got a lot of points off me tonight because she was absolutely on the money. She was trying not to go, you are fucking deluded. But she didn't. She tried to be a friend. Again, Mackenzie, as soon as she gets a bit of resistance, the fucking waterworks come on like it's a tap. We get the little crying. She doesn't like anybody questioning her opinion. And I just thought it was all pathetic. And I will say, Dave, and I'm going to say this hopefully, one of the last fucking times, we're not going to have to talk about her again because she's a fucking pain in the ass. So she got what she deserved tonight. And, and unfortunately, her actions, because did you not notice when they were talking, not one of the guys mentioned Mackenzie to save. And that for me says it all. And that's, you know, we've gone round the houses about this, but she's a fucking pain in the ass. But yes. however, I will say, and I'm going to say this, we're going to miss her, Dave, because these boring bastards who are left, something's got to give because she has been front and centre making this TV show good. So it's yeah. less, more the devil you know, because it's like she'll go and we'll be like, oh, well, that was great. We'd fucking give her a load of shit. We should have just let her play her games. But I don't know. I, I, honestly, I know we've exhausted talking about her, but my God, she's been great viewing, Dave. Yeah. I think so. And like I say, just kind of more and more parody-like. Um, I, I completely agree with you, though, Justine. I, I like everything that she's been saying. She's not she's not been kind of being two-faced. You know, she's been saying things to Connor and she's been saying things to Mackenzie as well. Kirsten as well, I think, was fairly straight with her. You know, not in a, a kind of brutal head-on way, but, you know, I, I think the problem is, like you say, she just doesn't want to know. She thinks pretty much everything. She sees everything through the lens as in terms of like, this is all about me. Like everyone else's actions, it's actually all about me. I think they call that narcissism, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was just, yeah. I, I, I. But the level of delusion that she actually thought Connor was going to pick her after everything. 
I, I just, I, and at that point, I'm like, Christ, there's something not quite adding up there. But anyway, Chris, moving swiftly on from that. So we do get uh, we do get a bit of a toga party, don't we? So to break up yep. again to lighten the mood. And actually, again, you know, I don't want to go back down the M route. But when uh, Connor and Moira had a bit of a kiss, then uh, did you notice the face on someone in particular? <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Dave, it wasn't a full-on snog. It was a friend's no. thing for the for the thing you wanted. There was no tongs or anything like that. It was purely, it was a bit lingering, but it wasn't anything else. I just didn't see themselves as friends. And, and, and look, at the end of the day, she's going to need support when she gets out of the villa because, you know, ultimately she did get voted off in the, in the, uh, recoupling. Spoiler and like alert. I said just then, no <laughs> spoiler alert. Sorry, but nobody nobody said about Mackenzie, did they? And I, and I've got to give Kirsten a lot of credit, Dave, because the fact that I mean she got upset, but she was prepared to let Carrington stay in to, to stay with his girl, you know. And and I think yeah, she found that difficult, I, didn't she? To to yeah, give that and whole she did speech. It. Exactly, she gave the speech. So Kirsten, there, absolutely. Uh, total respect for that. That was like dealt with it in a, well, I think it was, I, I think it was quite a grown up way of doing it because it must be hard for her because she really, she fell for Carrington. It's just that Eva didn't for her. And Dave, I mean, obviously a few people have called Carrington out and I don't like, particularly like him. I think he's a bit of a player and I agree with the letter. We uh, letter, keep saying letter. The email we got yesterday <laughs> regarding, um, you know, he'll go back to his, his pre-Casser, oh, his Casser always when he leaves. He may do, but at the moment he, He's saying all the right things. It's too late for him. They're not going to win it. But he, he's saying, and and uh, what's she called, Dave? The girl he's with. Laurel. Um, Laurel. Laurel really has fell for him. So I just hope he don't piss her about because I've just got a feeling she's going to be severely let down. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously America had been voting, um, you know, which are the most popular couples. And I, I think the only surprise, I think, probably was that, you know, Connor and Moira were brand new. Um, and you know, Carrington and Laurel, you know, they've got a few more miles on the clock, haven't they? I, I thought I, I was a bit surprised to see them in the bottom three, to be honest, but then we've seen this before, haven't we? So America has the vote and then the Islanders kind of, they have to make the decision. And, and I think this, this one was fairly straightforward, wasn't it? I think, you know, the, We've seen in previous ones, definitely Australia season one. You know, there was a lot of drama yeah. when uh, when it came down to the house voting for, uh, you know, who goes then. But no, I thought I thought that was pretty obvious. So they voted out uh, the, for the boys. They voted to keep Carrington in uh, for the girls. Like say, keep Laurel in. So that meant that Mackenzie and uh, Cher went from the girls and Jaleb. Uh, Jalen, sorry, I quite often say that it's Caleb and Jalen. Uh, so Jalen and Aaron went, and so again, I, I think Jalen and Cher can maybe feel a bit aggrieved because they they just haven't had any time really as a couple before that vote came in. But just is what it is, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, it is to be fair, Dave. And and I will say, moving on from all this, because they get voted off, and then you you know it's a, it's a Long episode this one. It's a double whammy. There was some awards show on, so they they put like back to back episodes again. It seems to be the format where they get a Wednesday off with the show. But but I tell you now, Dave, I was love seeing Johnny squirm because I'm thinking, <laughs> how the fuck can you sit there 
being a bit arsy, calling the three new guys who came in, um, you know, and obviously we, we get three dates, you know, we get, Dave, give us the names because I've, I've keep my bloody names, please. <laughs> yeah. keep well, the first them. thing that happens, Chris, is that the boys just come in, don't they? So they just plonk themselves on oh, the, bed the bed and yeah. everyone's, everyone's a bit, you know, surprised to see them. You know, the girls are a bit, bit taken. They're all good looking lads. Again, great bodies look fantastic. So Started off pretty well. So we have, first up, we have Noah. Uh, he's 24 from Missouri. He's a oh, home healthcare a worker. Looks a bit young. Someone said he looks a bit Leonardo DiCaprio. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio out of Romeo and Juliet all those years ago. But uh, I, I, I didn't think, I thought he looked a bit young for me. Um, well, for me personally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me and, him, day, but, uh... me and him just wouldn't go, I don't think, as a couple. We'd look a bit weird. Um, and then we had Benny. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, that's two this week. <laughs> what, what was it he said the other day? I think it was on the VHS, wasn't it? Who was 50 odd? I can't remember. 52, uh, Jamie Foxx, and I said, Jamie Foxx, yeah, yeah. No, I think you said I was older or something, you twat. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little dinting day. (laughs) You'll text me later after he's given me a right load of shit. (laughs) See you next Tuesday. So we we had Benny, Chris, who who is not the the lovable chap from Crossroads, from that that old... uh, (laughs) <laughs> that old blah, blah, that old TV series we had in the UK. That's easy for me to say, but he's go on, what, go on, what are you going to say? Your age, but anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, again, from the forties. Yeah, go on, just keep keep on, keep it on. Laughing no, up, buzzball, as they say in Star yeah, Wars. There's going to be a nose joke somewhere in this. <laughs> My crowbar knows he's going to get fucking picked on, literally. So Benny, he's uh, 24, he's from New Jersey. He's an operations manager for his family uh, business. And then we had Bennett, who's an LA executive assistant. Now, I I, I was a bit taken aback by that because I I don't... Every executive assistant I've known, Chris, is is female. Now, all equal opportunities and everything, but I, I just... I was trying to think, why is it that it, they are generally female? But no, he's he's uh, he's a dude. He's an executive assistant in uh, in LA. And again, like I said before, Chris, they're all good looking lads, aren't they? They are, to be fair. And, and honestly, Dave, I did think Noah, the little Leo lookalike, he was just being a cocky fucker, wanting making breakfast. And you could see Johnny get his back up straight away. Johnny was like trying to play with the ball, wanting like he wasn't bothered. And I was thinking, no, that was. I, that... I don't know whether that was a nerves. No, that was that was like uh, like Johnny's like the the lion of the pack there, isn't he? Yeah. That, I noticed the yeah. thing with the volleyball as well. That was like a real kind of um, alpha male <laughs> thing to do. I think I'm gonna throw it at you. Yeah, this is your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, do you, do you want to? Do you want to? Oh, go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say, if, as I said before, the vulnerability of Johnny. I really liked the, that. I thought, you know what? Fair dues to Sally, and she was playing on that on purpose because of what he'd done to her. Well, let, let's come back. Let's do um, Bennett and Sally last. Then, so you you oh. mentioned about Noah there. So he took Moira for a, a date. 
interesting to go in the middle of the pool. I thought, crikey, that that is, you know, nice bold move, being a bit different. You can imagine, you know, having your feet in the pool is quite nice and under that LA, uh, under that Las Vegas sun. Um, but uh, he said, they call me the closer, right? So unless you're, unless you're working in sales or something, I think in terms of relationships, is that really a good thing? And this is a genuine question. I'm not trying to lead you there, but do you think that is? No, if he was a real estate agent, Dave, you'd be like, well, this is the man, but the closer doesn't mean anything. That's just like, that's just stupid. And that's a, uh, dude bro talk with his his boys obviously he's a bit of a player he's he, was he semi-pro baseball player he said or some level basically not obviously professional but he's some level isn't he well I mean we're all some level of every sport so he said he was a health, <laughs> home health care provider so you know he must be best case he's semi-pro but um <laughs> it just <laughs> fuck have I been listening to it? I don't know. You, you might be onto something there and I've missed it, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, he said it in the episode. I also said it in the recap just now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the closer. So, so the closer. <laughs> I think it is dude bro talk though, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'll seal yeah. the deal with her kind of thing. I just, I just thought it was, it was a bit off. I thought, I did think though, you know, so Moira, is clearly kind of undecided, so she did like that chat. She's not not liking where she is with Connor, but and Connor seemed a bit too chilled for me. But I I can't help but feel like there's actually nothing with Connor and Moira gonna develop from here. Just just from going on that date and being like fifty fifty. It's like, well, you've known each other from day one in here, so if it was gonna happen, it, it would have happened already. Yeah, there's nothing there, Dave. I agree. I totally agree. And I do think for Moira, I do feel for her because as soon as this Noah put a bit of chat on her, the eyes were going, she was the fluttering, I, you know, eyelashes and all that. I was thinking, oh, Moira, don't fall for this. this guy's not, he doesn't look like he's, he just looks like he's just going to come in and just cause a load of miver. He needs to stay in the actual villa. And I think out of the three guys, this is the one that was the red flag for me. Noah was the red flag out of all of them. He's, he's cocksure of himself. It could be a nerves thing. He could be a lovely lad. And we might, you know, in a day or so go, I think it was just nerves because he was coming in and felt he had to sort of stamp his authority. Plus, he's got a small window to try and get into a couple. So he's got to move fast, Danny. So I, I get that for the show. But also, it just didn't come across well for me. I thought the other two guys were okay, but he, he genuinely on that day, I wasn't convinced by that at all. But I think Moira was, which is quite worrying for me. But I said to you, I'm sure it was last week, that Moira's love language is clearly words of affirmation. Every guy who says nice things about her, you can see the eyelashes start fluttering. She starts playing with her hair and stuff. She is very, very easily flattered. You know, Jalen... You know, when he came in, you know, when we were having the Casa Amor time, she was instantly smitten. And then he was like, straight on to Mackenzie. So I, I think this is a, a bit of a serial behavior thing from Moira, um, where, you know, people just have to say nice things about her. And then she, and then she's going to, you know, the pulse is going to start racing and everything. So I'm not saying that's a wrong thing. That's just, I think that's clearly her love language. Now, if, if old clothes are there has been watching the same episodes that I have, he's probably come to the same conclusion and thinks he might, you know, 
stay in the villa that way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then if you look at the next date, Kirsten, uh, was it with Bennett on the next mm-hmm. one? And that, again, I don't know what's going on with Kirsten, Dave, because I think she's the prettiest girl in the villa by a country mile. I really do. But so Calvin, again, he's pissing her about. He's had a bit of a chat with her, but I just don't think he has any interest in anything other than just staying in the TV show. He's a very strange character. And and Bennett as well, there was a little bit of something there. But again, I don't think she feels it. I think she's still smarting from the Carrington thing, Dave. I really do. And, and yeah, she's not enjoying the experience, I don't think. No, I don't think, you know, when we get to the end, she's still not going to be over Carrington, I don't think. And that's fair enough. No. You know, sometimes, you know, people get... You know, they catch these feelings and then it, it takes a while to get over them. So, you know, I, I don't think either of us was convinced by Calvin and uh, and Kirsten from the start, really, um, when those two coupled up. Um, and I don't think it was so much going on the date with Bennett. It was just it was just more like a kind of opportunity. But that said, you know, she does seem more drawn to Bennett than the other two. So maybe there could be something there. Um Christ, Chris, she couldn't have worn anything more sexily uh, for for the date, could she? I wasn't sure if she was. Yeah. I thought she'd come out in a negligee or something. It was like, are you going to put clothes on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, but, you weren't um, thinking that at all, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The opposite of that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> So, what though, so, you're saying that about <laughs> so no I, I put in my notes you know I, I think freckles might be in the bin here <laughs> and sure enough you know fair play to her she she put she put him uh put him straight put him in the friend zone so you know again i i do like kirsten because she she's called it she's not stringing him along you know she's not keeping him kind of on the boil, you know, so that, you know, if it comes down to it, she might have a play to stay in the villa or anything like that. She does seem genuinely, oh, fucking hell, Dave, great sentence, genuinely genuine, properly genuine. I don't know. You know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And you talk about uh, getting over things, Dave. I couldn't get over that the other day either. Over what? You can't, you've lost me there. the other day. Get over what? What do you want me to say? <laughs> you just said it was a dad joke, Dave. I was supposed to say. I was supposed to say. I say I couldn't get over it. He was like, Kirsten, and you go, get over what? And I go, a 10 foot wall. But forget it, Dave. It's oh, fuck me. We are, <laughs> you, know, you know, when we say sometimes we finish an episode and say, we are on form today. Today, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that day. Shit joke, that one. Sorry, Dave. It was teed up then. It was fucking teed up for a little dad joke, but it didn't work. I'm laughing because it was terrible. (laughs) That's got to be up there. That's one of the worst, that one. But anyway, Chris, let's, let's finish off, right? We got Bennett. And honestly, if you are going to go in there and challenge the alpha male in the pack, you know, go in there, balls out, pick Sally for the date. So, go appreciate the stones on Bennett there. So, you know, and Sally, we we've seen enough of Sally again. She she does seem fairly genuine to me. So, what what did you reckon of that date? 
it didn't have the impact that I've seen in the past on Love Island, actually, Dave. Uh, because on season two of the UK one, there was Scott and uh, Cade, uh, is it? I think it was Cade. They were together. Scott Thomas, is, is like, his brother was in Coronation Street and that. And they were like the big couple. And this girl just comes straight in. First day, she had to recouple with someone straight away and she split them up. And they've been like a couple from the start of the show, literally like totally in love. They had a relationship outside. They're not together now, obviously, Dave, but they lasted about six to 12 months. And this girl came in and it was a massive stink. So when he did that, I was like, holy fuck, here we go. But he didn't get the reception that it usually, usually it causes an absolute fucking war. Don't you? look at when we watched Australian uh, Love Island and we got bloody um, Neanderthal man, bloody, what's he called? Um... Uh, it was Erin oh, uh, and Eden, wasn't it? Eden, Eden. And we had uh, Teddy come in. He was a lovely guy, Teddy, top guy. And he come in, all right, he, he must have been told to do that. You mentioned that the other day with, with this series, something had happened and it was obvious that he'd been led. And uh, uh, Carrington won it when he brought Fingy down the stairs, Laurel. He brought it down the stairs and he come first. Yeah. And you, I said, what a bastard. But you were like, well, I think that was a bit of a setup, which he could have been. But yeah, when Teddy did that and Eden was like, you fucking joking, mate. We're, we're having a brawl now sort of thing. He was proper ready to kick off. Yeah. I thought we were going to get that and we haven't so far. And Sally's loving it because she's like, fucking hell. I love the fact that Johnny's making a brew for her. He's really attentive. He's panicking now because at the end of the day, she could quite rightly cop off with um, Benny. because well, She couldn't quite rightly, but she could easily go, well, fuck it. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. I'm having my bit of fun. He's not got a leg to stand on, to be honest. And that, for me, Dave, if I was Selly, right, that is a red flag for me already because he is getting... That's the first time we've seen Johnny vulnerable. He's been fucking as cool as a cucumber this whole series. And for me, that is a bit like... You know, we've we've both called out Mackenzie, but that's almost Mackenzie-like in behaviour, Dave. So I've got to call that out. I've got to be transparent because I think he was out of order there. Um... I, I do think, I think it's wonderfully hypocritical though, isn't it? We keep saying about the human condition and, and like, you'll forgive yourself very easily for the things you do. But if someone else does it to you, they're the worst person in the world. You know, it, it, I agree. Definitely does appear vulnerable. I just don't see Sally really going through with it. I see that she's going to make him sweat. Um, and we see it again, don't we, on the tomorrow night. There is trouble in paradise there. But I think that might be a bit of a storm in the teacup. I think Selly could go ahead, have a bit of a snog and say, ah, well, let's let's see how you handle it then. Because you were, I, I tell you what, Johnny, this has given me the clarity that I needed to know that you are the one for me. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> replay his whole words yeah. that he said back to him and see, does he handle it? how he expected, you know, Sally to handle it. So she could do that. I just don't think she will. I, I, I think she's, all her eggs are in Johnny's basket. She's a bit flattered. Of course she is. You know, this drop dead gorgeous guy, asked her out on a date. She's going to be flattered by it. She's, she's a naturally kind of very bubbly, outgoing person anyway, isn't she? So I, I think, I, I don't think there's going to be the drama that we're possibly hoping for from these these two or this this potential love triangle yeah 
there might not be Dave, but it's just good to see him sweat. To be honest, that's what I'm, I'm liking. Yeah. That side of uh, changing the dynamic of the Villa, especially with Mackenzie going now. That's that's it, and it. We need some some sort of drama. Otherwise, they're all just going to hold hands for the rest of the fucking episodes, aren't they? We've got about another eight or nine uh, days left of this, so they've got to uh, eight or nine shows. Sorry, so they, they've got to bring something. Hopefully, the three guys rock it up a little bit. Right, so Dave, we've had a few emails and a couple of reviews today, so let's get into them. So the first one's from uh, Daniel, and it says, uh, Breaking the Spell. I've just stumbled across onto you guys. I think listening to you two is better than watching the show. You say exactly what we're thinking, and you are hilarious doing so. I think it probably means me there, Dave. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Mackenzie is a total spoiled brat, and I applaud Connor for finally breaking the spell she had on him. Whatever she did to him in the hideaway room really cast a spell on him. He was wishy-washy before the <laughs> night. When they left that morning, he was all in on her. And funny enough, Dave, I've been watching it again with Sam. Yeah, there was definitely stuff going on. He was getting a bit ticklish when they probably shouldn't have been. Anyway, his facial expressions when she was trying to manipulate him last night said it all. And when she said, are you friends owning me right now, ran off to cry. I think that was what made him say, screw this, I'm done. Moving on to Moira was a step in the right direction. Somebody more stable, question mark. I think probably more stable than McKenzie. <laughs> a very small step. Maybe they can play up where we belong from an officer and a gentleman every time they show them together. I can, I agree. Conventional thinking is that McKenzie and Aaron are gone at the next voting. It's between them, Shearns, Jalen. If it is up to the guys, McKenzie is gone. They want her as far away from Connor as possible. But if the girls really do like her, then maybe they lobby to keep her on. I don't see them getting a warm, fuzzy feeling with Cher. Also, where would... The crazy come from. The show kind of needs Mackenzie. Watching a meltdown scene, <laughs> Connor and her best friend together will be classic reality TV. Thanks for making me laugh. New listener, Dan. So brilliant email that, Dave. And thanks, Dan. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. And we've got another one. So we've got one from Dahl. And he says, I heard your podcast for the first time this week. I love your humor, your style. Talking about me there, Chris. And the <laughs> fact that you don't take any of this too seriously. I told my daughter, 27 years, to listen. And she pushed back at first, as daughters do. I've got two of them. And I'm sure you can relate, Chris. Oh, yeah. And I told her to give it five minutes. I got a text first thing this morning. And she loves you guys. Keep up the great work. Oh, awesome brilliant. stuff. Thank you very much, Darl. And thanks to Dal's uh, daughter as well. So that's uh, another listener, Dave. It's really good that people are getting onto the show. Really, really nice emails as well. Thanks, guys. And then the next one's from Andy, and it's Transatlantic Translations. Now, this one, Dave, we need a bit of analysis at the end. So I'm <laughs> gonna, it may mean not a lot to a lot of our American listeners, but to, to me and you and some of the UK guys, you might understand it. He says, first, I've got to say, I hope Mackenzie goes to see a therapist, and the therapist can use the Love Island footage to show her Oh, who am I kidding? Everything is and always will be about Mackenzie. Second, I don't believe Carrington's <laughs> nice guy act. There is nothing authentic about it, and there's no way he won't go back to his castle and always wants to show he's over. But he did realise that the only way to make it to the end was to pretend to be in a happy couple. I feel bad for his Alabama girlfriend who desperately wants, uh, desperately wants to believe she can change him. My real question for you guys is this. Based on their personalities, are you ready for this, Dave? Where in Great Britain would everybody in this villa be from? Is Selly a Scouse? Is Carrington from Essex or Manchester? Is Moira secretly Welsh? I'd love to hear your take on the cast. Keep up the good work, Andy. Now, Dave, I'm going to let you go first to offend everybody in the UK. So you go first, Dave. <laughs> 
Who, who do we think is probably the biggest seed next Tuesday in this in this uh, show, Chris? <laughs> Dave, do we have to say the M word? Come on. <laughs> who, who, who do you th- who do you think? So, so okay, <laughs> we're going to get stick about this in a minute, but we'll come to that. But we all know it's Mackenzie, so I'm going to say Mackenzie from Manchester. Fuck you, Dave. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I knew when you were saying it, I was like, oh, he's going to do me here. Now, if it was me, Andy, I would say that every single person in this villa who is offending me is a Mickey Mouse Scouser where Dave is originated from. <laughs> so it's just going to get into a purely football stroke soccer conversation because of our allegiances. I would say... Like I watch a lot of the only way he's Essex TV shows, so I would say, uh, I would say Mackenzie's probably an Essex girl, Dave, because it's all the drama, yeah, yeah. the I false nails, that the, you know, the whole, um, you know, she looks the great, lips. yeah, the lip, it looks good on the outside, yep. but there's not much going on the inside. I'd, I'd go with that Essex girl for Mackenzie. Selly, I'd probably say, um, I'm not sure to be honest, Dave. I'm, I'm thinking something like Newcastle. Right, she's the funniest one in the villa. She's got a great sense of humour. Doesn't take herself too seriously, but looks great. You know, great on a night out on the town. I'm gonna go Newcastle. That's true. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad call, that Dave. Uh, Carrington's an Essex boy as well, Dave. Without a doubt, Essex boy all the yeah. way. Um, Connor, did, did you see where it, it was a few episodes ago now, wasn't it? But where Lauren was saying she wants to go backpacking. And, uh, you know, if you're going backpacking, you're going to be roughing it a little bit. Um, and he's, like, you know, trying to figure out how he's going to get his hair done and stuff. You could tell he's, he's not the backpacking type. So, uh, yeah, definitely good call. Carrington's an Essex boy as well. It's going to be hard for some of the others like Johnny. And that. I'm not sure where you would place them around the I, country. I think Johnny, Johnny's a bit of a London boy, I reckon, you know. Bit of Idris Elba about him. Ah, yeah, yeah. Good call, Dave. Good call. Let me have a look. Let me have a think. Now, James, our good, weird, sleazy friend who left a long time ago, Dave. Oh, he's got to be a scouser, um... hasn't he? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> he's got all the traits, Dave. <laughs> he doesn't have a shell suit <laughs> and a fucking moustache and curly wig. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to end up hey, falling hey. out here. Uh, right. So, <laughs> yeah. right. so uh, let me throw another one. Oh, oh, no, actually, yeah. You know what I was thinking? I guess for Carrington, I was thinking that, you know, he's got a bit of Anton about him from Series 5 UK. So I was, I was thinking like maybe Edinburgh or something like that for Carrington. But I think you're right. I think you're right with the Essex one. Um, I, I'm going to go, you know what? I, I, and I don't, I'm guessing, Chris, you've never been out on a night in uh, Liverpool but it is great and you know a lot of the girls put a huge amount of effort into uh, (laughs) no matter what the weather into what they're wearing which usually isn't very much and they look great so I'm going to say Mackenzie's our our resident scouser here yeah you know what Dave I'll be honest actually I'll I'll, I know we're having a bit of um, territory rivalry which is spanning across football (laughs) but I would probably say somebody like Calvin's probably a bit of a Manchester lad, a bit cocksure of himself. He hasn't got much about him, but he seems to think he has. And <laughs> he seems to think he's got the way they were. So, yeah, I'll, I'll concede that Calvin's a bit of a Manchester lad, Dave, but not from Old Trafford, where I'm from. He's from a different part of Manchester. And I'm going to say someone like Lauren, someone maybe from maybe from near where I am at the minute. So the three counties, somewhere like Cambridge, Hertfordshire, somewhere like that. 
you know. Mm, yeah, I'd go without Dave. I'm, uh, other than that, I, I couldn't really single anybody out who stands out where they would be from the UK. But I think it's a great, it's a great email, Dave, and we've probably offended a lot of people now. <laughs> 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 so. Let's move on to our reviews, Dave. So we've had a couple of reviews, haven't we, today? We have, we have. So, uh, latest review comes in, again, from the US, no surprise, I guess. So it says, best Love Island podcast. A minute of silence for those uh, watching Love Island and not listening to you guys. And that's from JJam23. So thanks very much for that. And Chris, we actually have a bit of a modified one as well. So this this is from uh, Mackie J. And it says, yay, a Love Island podcast. And it says, so happy to have found this Love Island recap podcast. I like the lighthearted banter and also the enthusiasm you two put into the show. They love trash TV as much as we do. Short and sweet recaps. Now, this sounds a bit familiar, Chris. We, we had this before. The bit that's changed, it says... The Mackenzie hate is getting a little old. Yeah, she's annoying, but she's definitely the show show's villain. I'm not sure if that's Love Island or the podcast. <laughs> Probably a bit of both. Uh, it'd be nice to do a recap of more of the episode instead of just talking about her the whole time. Thanks from Seattle. So what do you reckon to that, Chris? I you know what? I can't disagree with that review at all, Dave. But I think as well... She's been so much dead center of the show that you can't avoid it these last few days. I think it's a fair review. I'm never going to disagree with someone who's took the time out to review the show, good or bad. I think that's, and it's not a bad review. It's just that we have concentrated on Mackenzie and we've talked about her again today, Dave, because she's just <laughs> dominating the screen. And I think, you know, there is probably, we have one of the episodes a few days ago. It was nearly 10 minutes before we started talking about anything else. So, all right, if it is <laughs> understanding with people and they're like, oh, for God's sake, guys, get the fuck on with it. But it's dominated it and I think it's fair. However, Dave, we have a rather... <laughs> we have a resolution. Bruce Falls, I, <laughs> I haven't got good game, good game. Yeah, good game. <laughs> I haven't got my in today. But we finally, Dave, hallelujah, we have a resolution. Thank God for that. So I think it's a warranted criticism of the show, but fucking hell, we can move on now, Dave. Yeah, thank God for that. And I agree. I mean, we we don't we don't recap everything, do we? We don't uh, we don't talk too much about the likes of Pat, you know, and things that are non-events. But uh, <laughs> you know, so we gravitate to just whatever you know is dominating our thoughts, and she has just become that kind of pantomime villain, hasn't she? You know, she just it, remember week one, Chris. We were singing her praises. The way she called out James for his shit and stuff, she was she was looking like the queen of the villa. And then since Casa Amor, she's just nosedived. Even, remember, pre-Casa Amor, we were basically saying it's Connor just messing her around kind of thing. So, yeah, we, we just, we call it how we see it. Um, so, yeah. It's great. Like you say, it's uh, someone else's opinion. And uh, like you say, we could finally move on now. Yeah, exactly. And and I think as well, Dave, I stick to what I say. I think you're going to see Mackenzie on a lot more reality TV stuff because whatever we think of her, whatever she's done, she's gold. As the emails have said today, she made she's made this show watchable at times because of her yeah. ridiculous behaviour. And I think I think I'll be happy to watch her again. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to see her on The Bachelor or 
I love his blind type TV show. She, this is not the end of Mackenzie at all. No, no, not at all. So we can, you know, throw popcorn at the at the TV for future future TV series, probably. <laughs> now, Chris, how is everyone going to get in contact with us? Right, guys, like everybody today, with some fantastic interactions. Keep them coming. We really appreciate it. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to drop a review like the guys have today, get over to your podcast catching up and just drop us a review. It only takes a couple of minutes. We really appreciate it. It just helps me and Dave get out to more people. And as always, if you want to follow us on social media, on Twitter or Instagram, at cdrealitycast. So, Dave, brilliant analysis from the guys there. Really fair comments. And, um, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>